You're on Mind Your Biz right now, and we got Nalita in the house. She's going to discuss with us her business. We're going to get all up in her biz as much as we can. Okay. She's like, okay, <laughs> not you're not going near my business. No. I'm not, actually, I'm an open book, so. <laughs> Ooh, open book. We love open books here. Let, tell us about what you do and how you're trying to pull t people together and create this business. Start us out in the foundation. What, what did you do? What was your occupation or what were your aspirations? What were you tackling before you started making all this big noise online? What were you doing and how did it transform into a business and trying to make it into something bigger? Absolutely. Well, thank you much, first of all. Um, so let me start off. My name is Nalita from Los Angeles, California. Hey. Uh, and yeah, I'm representing LA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very fortunate because I'm able to do something that I have loved for a lifetime and I have such a passion in doing, which is being exactly myself, <laughs> which not a, lot, not a lot of people get the opportunity to. So I grew up in a martial arts school. My dad was a, a martial artist and wanted to be in film. Uh, my mom also did some film, but was more from like a dance background. And that was my childhood. That's all I knew was, you know, growing up teaching, learning from other people in schools. And when I was younger, the initial goal was to be a fighter, was to go to the Olympics and um, whatever sport that I could and make some sort of career out of that. Uh, over the years, obviously, you grow, you you know, you progress, and there's a lot of things that we can dive into later. But that's kind of the basis of where it started. And this is a, a time way before social media. This is a time before social media, a time before women in martial arts was a huge thing. I think when I was growing up, the biggest woman I knew was Cynthia Rothrock, um, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. She was a, a stunt woman turned actress who turned was like one of the biggest female martial artists then. But you know, that was probably all you had. Um, and transitioning into older years when I became a teenager, my dad being in film, I knew that I wanted to do something in film. I knew that I wanted to either be an action star, be a, be a superhero, something like that, but didn't want to limit myself only to it. Um, so I got into modeling and from modeling that progressed into acting and everything was great up until uh, age of 21 when my dad almost died and changed my life completely and kind of started this whole new wave of things transitioning into who I am now, which I, I like to kind of coin myself as still being a martial, art, a martial artist and weapons expert, as well as an actress. Hmm. Wow. Oh, there's, a do... there's a that lot. There's a lot of things Woo! Model, yes. martial arts, acting. Um, wow, that, yeah, you're doing a lot. Yeah. Woo! So, and your line of business is, what do you find to be uh, the most challenging? Because it feel, I feel like there's so many people that want to get into acting. Um, so many people want to get into modeling. I love the fact that you're doing martial arts because right away you're a standout. And that's why we wanted to get a hold of you. Because we, we talk to models, Thanks. we talk to actresses, but you're doing some other stuff. Like you're trying to beat people down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, you're, you're doing some other you know fierceness, uh, which is clearly a niche that we need we need not only powerful women in you know mind but it's nice to have some powerful women you know in body thank too you. so thank you so much how was your niche maybe uh, been hard for you or how the the challenges modeling uh acting a martial arts woman damn just to be clear before we start as well, and my abilities for profanity, I don't really curse like that, but every now and then there's something I need to say of emphasis. So is that say okay? Say it how you want. Okay, Let it so go. I'm not a bullshitter. No bullshit here. Okay. 
I, I'm not a bullshitter. And so for me growing up, I would say absolutely. Um, anyone outside perspective looking in, and because I grew up in it, it's a little bit different perspective, but people see acting, modeling, and even now, even the social media world as something that, oh, easy to do. Like even now, if you go through my comments, you'll see people be like, well, why aren't you an action star? Why don't you get into film? And I'm like, yeah, but it was really that easy. I, of course I'd be in Marvel, you know? Of course I'd be there. So there's many challenges that come along the way, but I personally, would, now looking back, being a 34-year-old woman can say that the biggest challenges I had were not just from the business itself, but was from me. It was from a mental state. And that's something that I, I teach a lot. And what you'll see me talk about on social media is always about training your mental state, putting that energy into it. Because, you know, already from the onset, it's not an easy business to get into. You One, you have to have talent. You have to have talent. You have to put in the work for it. And even if you're not, you know, genuinely or uh, naturally gifted, with the talent of acting or whatever looks that it may be, which has transformed over the years, you've got to put in work. And people think as easy. like I had someone the other day was like, yeah, it'll be easy. I'll just copy whatever I see on a movie. And I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's not, I put in years into training and things like this is the muscle that I have to work every single day. So it's definitely putting the work, the dedication, and then having the opportunity to be seen by somebody, having an opportunity to be in front of an agent. There's a lot of other factors that go into that first once you reach that initial step, I honestly can say, I believe it's all on yourself and it's mental because although I was a very mature person that I was very self-assured of myself growing up in LA and going into this business, I was nowhere prepared mentally to, to go into a place with comp true, true, true confidence and know that that role was for me or know that I could perform it to my best capacity. So it was more of me in my head. Um, I did step away from the business for about four years and now coming back into it. Wow. Now that my mindset, my mental state is completely different, not a problem, not an issue. So I, I would probably say that's my best advice to people. After you make the first initial steps of doing the work, training, you know, getting your foot into the door that needs to, that you need to be seen in, it's on you. It's the mental state you got to work on. Wow. So you got through, and a lot of people don't get through that part. So it's good you're self-aware that you needed to mentally get through something in order to accomplish something in the real tangible world. So that's great yeah. that you recognize that because people usually don't. They just kind of go through motions, <laughs> never get anywhere, yeah. and don't realize why. It's so true. And something else sorry, to add on to this is that I was talking to someone about, the, about this earlier was that although I always coin myself as being a mentally strong person, really self-assured, even like right now what's going on COVID, the, the strongest people have had to question themselves during this time. So even for me back then being, oh, like, I know what I, I know what I want. You know, I don't, I don't care what people think. There's only, many, uh, only so many times that you could be told no or rejected or having someone straight up tell you, hey, you're too fat. Hey, this role is not for you. No, we don't like the way you're this and that sits. So that was horrible, even though you think you gave your best take. So even the strongest of people, you may think, oh, it's fine. I'll be good. No, that stuff takes a toll on you after a while. So you definitely have to have yourself built up for that. That is true. So. So obviously you turned some of your, the doors closing in your face as something to build, it built you up and made you stronger and made you resilient to keep going. Uh, and that's important because you're still here no matter how many times you've been rejected, uh, you're still going strong, right or wrong. Right. Absolutely. And you got to think about it like this, like how much does it suck for the red, like for yourself to see that, like, you know, you're the best, you know, that you can do this. And so many people look at you and they go, Oh my goodness, you're so amazing. You're great. But yet you continually get rejected. You know, that's going to have you question some things like, well, why does the world tell me though? All these people tell me I'm great, but this, you've got to do a lot of internal work on that. 
True. Well, that's great. You can get past that because what people don't know is there's so much politics and ugliness that are under the surface of what you think is simple. You might be great for the role. You might be the perfect one, but you're not chosen because you're not somebody's girlfriend. You're not somebody's daughter. There's a lot of that. I've had a lot of stories like that. There was um, a film that was supposed to be remade and the person who was producing it was like, oh my goodness, like, I'm so glad I found you. You're the perfect person for this role. It's so crazy. I, I was living in Dubai at the time and then some, they were in LA and they, we met up in LA somehow. He was like, hey, I've been following you online. You're the perfect person for this role. Why don't we get you and let's get you a meeting with this and that person. As it progressed and I had my meetings, things started to fall off and I was wondering what, what, what happened. And thankfully the person who was producing it was very honest with me. He was like, look not gonna lie to you there's a little bit of politics because the person who's directing it and behind it his girlfriend saw who you were and did not want you working with her boyfriend whoa whoa something simple as that so you can be the greatest person in the world perfect person in this role something simple as someone's attitude can change wow. all that and wow next time call angry, me next time call me i'll <laughs> coach you through that i'll be like you know what she is the <laughs> biggest lesbian that i've ever met ever don't worry about it honey. <laughs> right you got nothing to but worry about. Someone else will be mad. Right. <laughs> that's right. You're right. You can't win. You can't win. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So tell me, tell us. You don't have to tell us that movie, but what are some kind of roles that you've tried out for that would have been some really cool roles that you really would have sunk your teeth into and would it would have been that damn that that break in moment? What is some? Was there anything that we would I, know on, on, in the regular layman yeah. world here? So a lot of times when we get casting, you're not always told the specific role that you're going in for, but I did know a film that I had submitted for and I was really, really excited about it. There's actually two. Um, one years ago was the Street Fighter movie. And yep. I was like, oh, Street That's... Fighter is a dream. Yeah. I grew up playing that in it. Um, and, but if, for that role, actually, I wasn't even playing a fighter. They wanted me to play some other small, someone's girlfriend. Wow. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I guess if it just gets me in the door for reentry fighter. And then another one that I submitted for years ago, I didn't know the role that it was for, but it was for Spider-Man. And when I heard Ooh. it was for Spider-Man, wow. I was like, oh, I'm going to be a comic book character. I'm going to do this and that. And didn't end up getting it. That's all right. But that's, those are some big roles you went after. Like that's, that's great that you went for it. Yeah, I mean, anything. And, and to be honest, with a lot of people trying out, they roles like that don't always come often. Um, and when they do, you got to realize the pool of people that are, are in this business. There's so many that we go through. So, like, example, I'm working on a pilot right now. The pilot I'm working on um, is called Maharika, and it's based off of, um, it's like a sci-fi where it's it's around the basis of sex trafficking and opening the eyes and awareness to this but deals into uh, filipino martial arts so there's a fighting element within it as well so it's going to be very cool but even then talking to the the casting directors for that they said they look they will look through thousands and thousands and thousands of actors and imagine this is a small pilot that is not even like a big budget major film so imagine films like that how many people they're looking through you know what i mean crazy so. tens of thousands crazy. Mm-hmm. wow because there is a lot of people that are you know, that are somewhat known in the industry that are out of work and you're fighting against yeah. those people who've got history. Woo. Right. 
Exactly. And let's be honest, every other, especially when you're from LA, it's like every other person's an actor, every other person's a model, you know what I mean? So you really have to be passionate about your, what they say, the craft of what you do, um, as well as treat every, every, like even now the pilot I'm working on, I'm treating it like it's the gold standard because who knows where that takes me. And, you know, if you treat only the big jobs as the big jobs, you're, you're never going to attain that. Everything that I get to me is a big job. It's a big deal. Wow. See, what you just said is crucial. And I hope everybody paid attention because you do have to treat every little opportunity. It could be the monster. Do you think, mm-hmm. what's that crazy show? Uh, not crazy. Friends. Okay. Yeah. Essentially, they were all generally nobodies. All right. Mm-hmm. They just jumped into this. All right. Let's just all be friends in, a, in a, an apartment and roommates. <laughs> they were essentially nobodies. But look at that. Like, you never know. You never know. And it's usually these these obscure little projects that turn, you know, that can really turn into monsters. So that is the great attitude. Treat everything like that's the one that's gonna yeah. be the epiphany of your career. And uh, most people overlook that. They only look at, oh, this is a big thing. But those big things, you know how hard if everyone knows it's big, you're all fighting for that same role. There's a hundred thousand people. So you got a better shot going for that smaller thing that has the potential. So kudos to you that you you realize that people don't get that. They're like, oh, this is nothing. There's not a lot of pay in this. Uh, You know, there's no big actors and there's no big directors, but that's the one that you have a real shot at. Evan, that's true. That's definitely true. I would, I would say that's part of it. And the, the other part for me and what I tell a lot of times with people, like, you know, you have people say, Oh, I have a small part or I have a, and I'm guilty of that. I've been guilty of saying like, it's nothing big. It's not any of this where again, going back to mindset, changing the way you speak. If I don't fully believe the project or who I am or what I'm doing, is the best and is the most amazing thing in the world. How do I expect anyone else to believe that? You know what I mean? So True. if I'm going forth, I want the director. I want this person to cast me or these people who are going to be watching the movie to think, oh my gosh, that's she's an amazing actor. She's an amazing fighter. If I'm coming in halfway being like, oh, it's small. Is this not? How do I expect Evan to watch it? How do I expect you to believe it? Absolutely. You got to have that belief first from day one. True. And you got to own it and you can't expect other people to make you big or propel it. You got to get in that little film and you got to work it and you got to tell people about it. You can't just, all right, I'm in this. Here's my acting ability. Now go make something of it. People don't realize that in, in the independent film world, in the independent music world, you have to create big things out of it. You can't sit back and wait. You have to invest yourself in and not just be a part of it, but be a part of the movement. And that's been the the real success of most people, actors in small films and independent music artists. They were the ones that not only became a part of the project, but they were the one that boosted it and got eyes on it and worked it. And people, you got to work every angle like you just can't show up. It's so true. It's, it's crazy. So like, I have a lot of friends in the music industry, although like, I was like, I wish I had the talent music. I don't. <laughs> you can't I do everything. Come on, on Alita. Like, I want to be like a quadruple threat, but I guess I'll stick to a triple. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, so being in the music industry, I have a few examples. Like I have a friend who manages artists and I remember at one point, manages you know, she who? had some art. 
she manages different artists. Oh, different and artists. Yeah, one of the things that she said was like she had to end up dropping some of her artists. And I was like, well, you know what? She was like, because, you know, these people, they weren't hustling. They weren't grinding. They expected, they they, they got signed to a manager. And as soon as they got assigned to a manager, they were like, all right, my work's done. You do what you're supposed to do. And she was like, that's not the case. She was like, I want hungry artists. We're going to continue to have that drive and hustle while they're with me. Because of course I'm going to do the work for you. But if you're coming in and you're not promoting your own music, and you're not doing this and that, how do you, you know, how do you expect me to want to do it for you? So it's kind of that drive. And then also I was watching something the other day where they're talking about Biggie Smalls and how he was, I think it was, uh, well, somebody in his crew had told him like, Hey man, I, I feel like, you know, um, Jay-Z got you as, as a lyric, as a rapper, he's a better rapper, but you're the, uh, better, uh, no, he said Jay-Z's a better lyricist, but you're a rapper, you're a performer. And Biggie got so mad. <laughs> so he went and he did his diss track and they said the next, once he released it, he was out on the corners giving out his own tape. He was a big star. People knew who he was, but see, he was still out on the corner hustling, giving out his own tape. Wow. So who's B small. Like, so who are we to be like, eh, it's kind of mediocre. It's whatever. Okay. I got to sign the manager. My work's kind of done. I'll just wait to see what, ha- what happens. Bad You're attitude. You're right. Yeah. Um, so that's a very good point. Now people that you got to understand when you join a company, when you join a project, you're joining something that might be bigger than you, but you could be the key ingredient to popping that thing off. So don't hold back. You gotta invest your full self in everything you do. Don't just be Uh a part, make, be the biggest moving part. Even if you're the little tiny, tiny person here, you can bring energy Uh out into that project, into that company and build that big project up. And guess what happens when you build that big project? Who's in it? You. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So, right, exactly. so that's a great point that we, we just brought up is like, don't ever underestimate your power, even as a part of something or a small part in something, you can actually be a part of moving this bigger entity, this company, this project, which also moves you up. So stop holding back people. Stop being lazy. Give it your all. You're already showing up. You're already there. Now, give it. Give it. Now, when you leave, when you leave that project, when you go home, give some more. Promote it. Tell everybody. Come on, people. It's exactly, I, I, there's another thing I always talk about and it's about showing up for yourself. We always want to point out the things that we feel people aren't doing for us, but are you really showing up for yourself? You know, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers and E.T. talks about that. He's like, you know, when you go to work, even if you have a nine to five, when you go to work, are you giving 120% when you're at work? Are you kind of like happy? So if you're showing up there halfway, what makes me think you're gonna show up for yourself? If you can't show up for yourself, what makes you think that I'm gonna believe you're gonna show up for the job. No, like every single day I make sure I show up for myself. There's not a day I would go by and say, oh man, that today was kind of okay. I kind of gave it, you know, what I had. No, I'm gonna make sure every day is 150%, a thousand percent every day. So there's not a day when I come to the end and be like, dang, I wish I had. That's, that's the worst thing I could ever do to myself is betray myself by saying, I wish I had given a little bit more. I wish I had practiced a little bit more. I wish I would have gave more effort. I'm never going to be able to say at the end of the day. That's a great attitude because, yeah, because your self-respect, we don't realize it all the time, but self-respect is always in our subconscious. Everything we do 
we, we know when we're slacking. We know when we're not giving our all. And at the end of the day, you may feel like, ah, you know, it was just one of those days, whatever. Not whatever. You know yourself that you came in half-assed. And you just dropped a little less respect for yourself. And that adds up over time. And that's why people end up becoming losers. All right? right. Losers. That's because of yourself. Okay? It's constantly yeah. showing up half-assed. And it takes a toll. It takes a toll. But you can turn it around. If, you, if, if you're one of those, you're hearing us right now. If you're one of those who show, just show up and you know you're not giving it your all, you're losing yourself. You're not bringing your full self, and that takes a toll. And that's a part of your of you not being successful. So yeah. you brought up a very good point. You got to show up fully yourself, and that translates into being more successful at whatever you do. I don't care if it's flipping burgers. I don't care. Flip yes. those burgers, great, because one day – you might be noticed. And if you're not, you are building up something inside of you that is preparing you for something better. So I never hate on people that clean toilets, people that flip burgers, people that work hard. It all pays off <laughs> later on. It will pay off if you leverage that hard work and that self-esteem and that self-confidence. So I'm glad you, me you, you mentioned that. You know, bring your full self. That's a great message. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. What have you been doing because everyone's having a hard time carrying out business during this COVID, making money, making noise, bringing value to yourself that may not translate into dollars now, uh, but you still have to build and invest. So what have you been doing during this very kind of stagnant period of, of our whole life? What have you been doing to add value to yourself, to, to maintain your business, to grow your business? What have you been doing? All right, Evan, you're about to open up Pandora's box. Yes, <laughs> that's what I like, opening up boxes. There, there are so many layers to this. So uh, interesting enough, when all this happened, I actually, I was in Dubai. I was living in Dubai. Wow. And I got a call that my grandmother was passing away, and I had to rush home as soon as possible. And this is like beginning of March. I, I rushed home and unfortunately did not make it in time oh. to, uh, to see my grandmother alive. And it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like things happen the way that they are supposed to. And so as soon as that happened, I got here, Corona happened, lockdown happened, pandemic happened. So I'm at this point where I'm like, well, crap, what am I going to do? Am I going to start over? Like I'm having to, it's like giving up an entire life that I've known for the past four years to now be here. And it's like, I'm starting from zero, literally from zero, not in the business anymore. Having anything. So I'm like, what can you do? So one, I said, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. I just need to take some time off and try to re, uh, enjoy life a bit while I can try to understand what this is. Cause at the point pandemic wasn't, we didn't know what it was. We were told being told something new every single day. Um, so then it, it became a mode of after relaxing for a bit, I was like, all right, now we, we got to get together. We got to figure out bank accounts on zero. We got, we got to figure it out. And uh, I said, okay, well let's, let's go back to what you need. And it's like, I remember being a kid. And one of the things my dad always taught me, he was like, I'm giving you this gift of martial arts. And I'm teaching you this. He's like, yes, I want you to be able to take care of yourself and defend yourself. He said, but if ever there comes a time where you don't have a job or you need, you need money, 
I never want you out there not being able to do anything for yourself. You can use this to teach somebody. You can use it in some way to make yourself some money. So I was like, all right, I'm going to use this gift my dad gave me. And so I was like, guess what? We started Zoom classes. Hey. <laughs> I was like, we're you know, so many people would ask me because, you know, besides, you know, pursuing acting and that's something that kind of opened up now that I'm back in LA, it was just like, what I've been doing is educating people on, on movement, educating people on the actual art of martial arts and so many things. So I was like, well, people are asking for it. Let me go ahead and start doing it. So I started doing like zoom classes, but zoom classes, you know, it only takes care of so much. My biggest thing was that I wanted to share. I want people to feel better. I want people to have something to go to because again, we're all up in the air when this is happening. So, um, yeah, it started off as just teaching martial arts online and that's now progressed into having an online platform for, um, nutrition education, fitness education, and martial arts education, which will always be a part of me. And I think, and then going back into these layers, I think what's interesting is that again, mental state and mentality and trust the one thing that happened when all this went down was that I said, I'm not going to worry about money. I'm not going to focus on it because I believe that whatever you focus your, your energy on, whether good or bad, that is what will manifest and come to in your life. So let's take, for example, and say, oh man, I, I need some money right now. Let's be real. Let's we're like, I need money right now. I'm out of work. I don't have it. Uh, I can't pay my bills. I don't have food. I don't have any of that. Yes, you're stating the physical state that you're in, but that's what you're giving your to is all the negative parts of it. Now, why do we need money? We need money to feel secure. We need money to feel happy. We need money, to, you know, to be able to pay things. So I said to myself, I said, okay, I want money because I want to feel secure. I want to feel fulfilled. And that's what I focus on. And Evan, when I tell you, I swear to you not that the moment I did that and I started focusing on those things and really manifesting stuff in my life, every single thing I wanted and said and spoke and thought and doubt started happening money to start coming to me. People were like, I got hit up and was like, Hey, we're casting for this. The reason I got into this pilot is because someone contacted me online. They're like, we saw your video. We loved it. We cast you for this. It's like, crap. Okay. So that happened. And then I'm like, well, this is great. I, I would love to do more films because I think that I will enjoy doing that. Somebody else hit me up. Oh, I'm filming a show for Amazon. I want you to, I want you to, da, da, da. everything started happening like this. So for me, I think it was just one intention is that Yes, I know that we all need to pay bills. We're all going through a hard time, but we'll figure out a way. I'm a type of person where if you can't change things, you, you fix the things that you can change. And if you can't change it, don't worry about it. Don't put that negative energy to it. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, you don't have work right now. A lot of us don't have work. I'm not saying, you know, don't have a pity party, this and that, but go ahead and step forward. There's a lot of talents that came out of this. A lot of things that people never thought that they would be able to do or businesses that people want to start. I cannot tell you how many career changes I've seen through my friends. People who are in the corporate world before I was like, oh, I want to start this and that business. I've always wanted to do it. Like, okay, why not? Go ahead. Did it. Running successful businesses. So I think with, with COVID, it's been a, a hidden blessing in disguise in some ways. Absolutely. I mean, this forced people to stop working <laughs> in some respects. <laughs> Sometimes losing your job can actually give some introspect to yourself and see what's been missing. And it, yeah. it actually allows you to see, like get some clarity, like what the hell, what have I been doing for the last eight years? Right. Like yes. damn. And it makes you think about maybe some of the passions that you had underlying or before you started your career. It makes you say, you know what? Damn, I miss this. Um, I'm not making any money really or I'm not happy. And 
let's give this a shot. Let's go back to what I love. Let's go back to my hidden desires and my hidden passions. And you hit it on the button. A lot of people change, you know, career paths and they realize like what's more important to them is making a lot of money or making more money or maybe making less money doing what they love. And that's what a lot of people have done. And, and sometimes you make that career change, you go, you step back financially, but sometimes brings you way up. And that's happened for some people that I know they stepped out of their career, making good money. They held, they went back 10 notches, making crap money. And now they're way further financially than their career path and doing what they love. And that's, what's been amazing about COVID. Uh, I'm feel bad for a lot of people that died and and have gotten sick, but if they died and got sick for nothing, if there hasn't been any good that's come out of this, uh, then shame on us. So don't let them die in vain. Do something, you know, that they didn't get to do. They didn't get to follow their passions. They didn't get to maybe follow their dream. They died early. So mm-hmm. learn a lesson and follow your dreams and passions. And don't just sit back because you're still alive. And don't disrespect the dead. Do something with your life. Be passionate. Uh, and, and go for it, just go. And, um, so I'm all for that. I'm all for that. It's kind of like you said, it's like, you know, interesting enough to do this, the whole subject of like finances, like, you know, I think everyone in life seeks to be financially secure and as far as they can, but with COVID, I think it all brought a lot of realization that maybe it's not always financial security that you need. There was so much growth and fulfillment personally that people have through this, you know, learning to be alone with yourself, like like even the strongest of people who were like, oh, I'll be fine. Three weeks of quarantine is going to be good. By second week, I was a ball of tears. I was like, oh, what's going on, you know? And you went through this wave and this transition of yourself to be like, oh, okay. Like you, you realize the things that you're more passionate about. And maybe that's more fulfilling than just the financial fulfillment that you need. And then in turn, you know, you're just going to see a lot of good things come out of it. I had been um, who teaches dance classes online. And so she was doing free classes just because she felt so happy giving stuff to people. Like she was like, I want them to feel good. And you know, everyone's stuck in the house. People were tipping her like $200 in tips and stuff. And I'm not saying that's the case for everyone. And you'll always get that, but it's like, she was just so happy to give and out of her giving who in turn, she got stuff back from that. You know what it I comes mean? Back. So I a- Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Don't ever be afraid. Don't be afraid yeah. to give. Don't be afraid to do stuff for free, uh, for low budget. Mm-hmm. If it's in your in your lane and in your passion, you should never feel like it's free or giving it away. You should feel like I want to do it anyway. And if you do it well, it, the money will come, guaranteed. If you do something great, whether it's free or for way less than what you might deserve, and you do it well, it always comes back tenfold, it always or more. So never be afraid. Uh, and if it doesn't come back, then you're probably, you may not be that great at it. And you, <laughs> <laughs> you just, you know, but you should feel good. You should feel I mean, good. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. Whatever makes you feel good. It's, it's interesting. I've, I've learned a lot in life and um, I often, 
often get asked from people like, well, what do you want? What is your life's goal? What do you want? And of course you can name off all these like material things and stuff that people want and to see your family happy and stuff. But one of my biggest things is to leave a legacy and to, it's going to sound crazy to say, but to live forever. And what do I buy that? There's a quote and I'm not sure who the quote is from, but it says you die twice in life. You die once physically when you're the end of your life happens. And then you die when the person, when people stop speaking your name. And for me, I want to leave such a legacy behind and a feeling towards people that my name will be something that be brought up so many years into the future. And that's the way I, I choose to live on forever that other people teach about the things I've spoken about and how I've hopefully helped other people. And that is the legacy. The thing that I want most in life is to be able to help others and continue to do that even past the time that I'm gone. And that's a beautiful thing. And, and to add to that, if your name actually lives on in some way, I mean, that's, that's a, you know, that's a, a nearly impossible feat that some people actually achieve. But even mm-hmm. if you impacted something or someone in a way that altered their life in a good way or altered multiple people's lives, that's still an accomplishment because there's a lot of huge accomplished people, whether they're in business, actors, artists, that would never have gotten there without the team underneath them or behind them. And that team, they know what they did, all right? So they, they feel good that they impacted that star or that successful person or that government body or whatever they were a part of. So. The whole point is you want to leave an impact and an imprint in this life so you do live on or your, your influence did something that impacted something else. We're all, we all really have that potential to leave a positive you know, impact in, in something. Or so, you know, we all have that potential. Most people just don't realize that any little positive thing you do it affects other people and other things and it changes the future. Mm-hmm. How many movies do we watch mm-hmm. where somebody goes back in time and just does something a little bit and changes the whole damn future? You know, that's real. I'm telling you. That's real. It's absolutely true. When I think back, I look at like, I'm a person who remembers a lot in life and I don't take for granted moments. I, I appreciate that throughout life. I've always had that about me is that I appreciate every little moment I have and I keep those memories with me. And a person that really impacted me when I was eight years old is my ballet teacher. And who like, and she probably like, I've, I've seen her throughout the years over time and let her know that. But I'm like, even now me being a grown woman, that one thing she I was eight years old, has lived on within me throughout all of these years. And I pass that on to other people. And her name is Karen McDonald. And I'm like, every time I tell somebody, I'm like, oh, my ballet teacher, Karen McDonald, I'll tell her name. Like that little thing that she did as being a a ballet teacher has impacted my life forever. Mm. And now has impacted other people because I share that as well. So it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's the thing, the love-hate thing, um, because we live in a society where we uplift and we see celebrity and we see famous and everybody wants to be an actor and this and that. And I also want to let people know that that may not be what you aspire to. It's completely fine. Be happy just being yourself, but know that who you are can make a huge impact on people, regardless of being famous, regardless of being an actor, singer, whatever you want to say it is the impact of who you are as a human being can affect this entire world and affect so many people. Absolutely. Um, every people don't realize that any little thing we do can make a big splash. It may not be at once. It may not be in your face. 
You may not even notice or get the, the fruits of seeing it, but just yes. know that it carries over, it carries on. I mean, your ballet teacher would never imagine you're mentioning her name right now. She would never think, mm -hmm. uh, and maybe, maybe she, you know, she felt good in, in, in her teachings and in her ways and what she spoke of. And she kind of had that instinct that it might carry over, but she doesn't even need to hear it. She knows that she did good and she, she probably gets good karma back, uh, all throughout the, all these years. And that's what people have to understand is little things can go a long way. Never discount yourself because you're not a big celebrity or mm -hmm. you don't you don't see that reaction or you don't see mm -hmm. those million followers because what you said wasn't prolific. Ooh. Right? Oh, Evan, you're touching on it. Because look, let me tell you this. There was once upon a time, well, like even now, I don't like with social media, I don't feel like I have a lot of followers and I don't really count numbers or anything like that. But I remember there was a time where I had hundreds or whatever. And people used to always kind of be like, you should have a million followers right now. Why don't you have this and that, and, that, all, and all this sort of thing. And there was a time where I was like, oh, yeah, I don't understand why. But then I would get these messages and I had, there's a few that stuck out to me. There was one lady who had open heart surgery and she was like, I've had open heart surgery. And she's like, I just enjoy watching your video. And it's gotten me up to be more active. And when I tell you that touched my heart so much, I'm like, wow, like who would have known that this woman just found me out of nowhere. And then recently there was a guy who wrote me, he was like, my daughters look at your Instagram every single day wow. and they look up to you. And all they want to do is be like, you know, can you send them a message? And I'm like, the little things like that, that's what means something to me. I don't care if I don't have a million followers. I don't care if I don't have this, this, and this. If I can ask one person for a positive in this way, that means the world to me. A job well done to me. I've Absolutely. done what I want to do this life. So that's the thing people got to think about is that you make impact every single day. When I go downstairs and I see a security guard in a building or something, I make sure to say hello to that person. I make sure to, you know, ask them how their day is going, make some sort of impact on them because you don't know how that changed someone's day. Maybe they're having a horrible day. Maybe they have a horrible place. They don't have a place to go home to, but I want to be some little highlight that they had that makes them feel good. Absolutely. And there's so many hidden accomplishments that we were talking about. And there might be a, a, a little girl that watches your Instagram of how fierce you are with some of your weapons. And that little girl, you don't know, she may have turned to drugs because something was missing. She may have just gone down a really bad path that really destroys her life. But just because she saw that one, you know, <laughs> that one thing you did, and she followed that path of, of becoming a martial artist or just someone who she just wanted to get into some kind of a athletic, uh, you know, into a sport of some kind, and it could have changed her entire life. And you would never know that you saved this little girl's life. So yeah. it's important. Everybody knows that you can affect people in such just tremendous ways, just, just by being positive and putting out something productive, you're changing people's lives. And if you believe that, then you have to be proud of yourself and you have to keep putting out impactful messages, mm -hmm. whether it's verbally, physically, whatever. So, um, so yeah, and back to social media, it's like there's plenty of people with a million plus followers. That's almost easy to get now, right? I'd rather see somebody with 300 followers and really impact those 300 in such a way that maybe you, you truly change, could be 30 people's lives 
in such a mm -hmm. way that their lives would have never been changed if they never entered your platform. That's better exactly. than a million followers and maybe you changed two people's lives. Maybe you made them buy a dress that looked like your dress and that didn't change much, right? What did that dress do for you? Right. So it's not how many people you reach, it's how you reach them and how you can make a yes. positive impact. And that's what I see you as. And that's why um, we really wanted to get you here because it wasn't that you had millions of followers. It was, you were doing something, yeah. right? You were doing something different. You were going against the grain. You're, I mean, just being a martial <laughs> artist and a woman alone. Yeah. You're, you're like yeah. different. <laughs> you're different. Thank you. Thank and, you. Which is what I want. Cause it's fall into that because, uh, you know, starting out my journey with everything, I, I do multiple things. It's like, I, I'm a martial artist. I dance, but I also love this. And I, I love being a woman, you know, it's several things, but I remember those pressures of people saying, well, Hey, you know, if you show a little bit more ass, you could have a million followers. You could do this and that. Sure. I want to do like this. And I, you know what? I said, that's cool. Yeah. I could easily go that route and nothing against the people who do like that's, that's none of my business. Like do you, yeah. but for me, I, I'm always very genuine to who I am. And I said, I can't be anything else, but authentically me. It's just like, it's not in my nature to be anything else, but who I am. Um, and so I stuck to it. And that's one thing. It's like, again, I, I see the growth of, if you want to look at it that way, I see the growth of it happening, but I'm so happy to share who I am authentically and real of what I love doing. And I, and, and that's why I like when people, you know, they, they'll come to me and be like, wow, what you do is badass. Cause I, I see myself in that way. It's just like, I didn't want to be like everyone else. I didn't want to be the average. I mean, a million followers, but I'm definitely not average, you know? Absolutely. And that will pay off. That will truly pay off because if I'm not, nothing against those million followers and booty shaking, but yeah, that only, that only takes you there. And that's what people are going to look for you is just looking for that booty shaking. And mm -hmm. that can only get you so far. Now, someone like yourself, who's doing a multitude of, you're going down so many paths and being patient and being positive and doing what you're really passionate about, you're going, you're, you're, you're going to be successful. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. And, and that's, and, and you already know that and you believe it and you're, you're showing it through your work and, and, and through your postings and through some of your videos. And I know it's going to pay off. That's why I want to talk to people that are on a path not just successful people. I want to get you now because I know I may not be able to touch you in a few years when you're when you're beyond. And, um, uh, <laughs> and we want to get the no. journey. We want to get the journey. No, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of times, sometimes, I think now more people are more transparent, but not everybody's very open to sharing. And I'm the type of person, like, I will share the realest of the real because no, it, it's, it has not been an easy journey whatsoever. Every day, even though, as much as I talk about mindset and positivity, I was talking to actually uh, the guy at the bank yesterday. And I said, you know, he was like, wow, you're so inspiring. And that's so great. You have this mindset about you. And blah, blah, blah. I said, you know, I said, thank you so much. I said, but the thing is, I said, understand that even though I'm here and talking to you in this place, that doesn't mean that I don't need to continue to work on it for myself. It's an ever going journey. I said, so just like the physical sense, when we think of, Oh, I need, if I, if you want to be fit or in shape, you have to exercise, you have to, you have to work that muscle. So the same thing for me mentally, 
I have to continue to work this muscle of persistence, positivity, hard work, determination. If I go in and work out once a year, are you expecting me to, to have a, you know, in shape body and be good? No. So it's the same thing for your mental state. It's the same thing for the things you want to do. Like you want to be a positive person. You want to make an impact. It's the practice you have to put in. The journey never doesn't stop. The work doesn't stop. Even when you're at the pinnacle of your success, you can talk to any successful person right now and their journey doesn't stop on the work. No, you have to you work know? harder, people. The, harder. Yeah. As you mm -hmm. get more successful, I can tell you that it's... It's actually not, I won't say it's easy to, to work your way up, but once you get up to a certain point, it's harder to stay there because now you have mm -hmm. somewhere to fall. Now you're like, oh shoot, I'm up here. Now, if you fall, yeah. it hurts. When you yeah. fall down here, when you're not very far up, think about it, you're on a, you're on a sidewalk and you fall six inches. What's that really gonna do? <laughs> Nothing. But when you yeah. grow, you're up here. You got three stories high. Woo! You better work hard to stay up there. You better keep climbing to the roof. You fall, it's gonna hurt. Sir, Sir Mix a lot said it, that when he had reached number one, when Baby got back, that he was actually so scared because he had re it was like anybody else would have been so excited to be like, "Oh my God, you made it! You're number one on the radio charts." He was like, "But there was only one way to go." and that is down. <laughs> That's right. Think about that. Even for us, as much success as we want, there's always only one way to go once you reach that, reach that height of success. That's absolutely so right. And that's a great example because in music, one of the worst things you can actually, uh, that's one of the worst things for your, the worst things for your career is, is to come out brand new and have a hit single. It's one of the right. it's it's one of the worst things because like you said it's hard to back that up. You just you just came out of nowhere. You've been in the music industry a year and you get a hit single. Right. What, if you don't have that next hotter song than that, you're done, you're toast. So the, the most successful people in the music industry, it's been known that it took them 10 years. They say 10 yeah. years is the secret to success of every successful music artist. They actually spent 10 years grinding before they made, made it to a successful level. And you know what happens when you spend that long grinding and getting somewhere? You don't let it go. <laughs> you don't let it go. Right. You build these muscles, these 10 year of success muscles and hard work that it's hard to, to drop you at that point. So keep working hard. Know that your end, your goal is going to get, you're going to get there. And when you get there, no one can take you down at that point. No one. And that's right. what you've been doing. Clearly, you've been working hard at your art. And I don't care how long it takes you. But once you get there at whatever it is, whether it's the modeling, the acting, the martial art, whatever it is, the business, the consulting, you're not going to let go of that. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to stay on, yeah. on top. It's definitely not letting go. And again, it's like everyone's success is judged in different ways of what you think success is. And for me, as, again, I, I often, this is crazy. I'm going to give you all my little secrets of what I do. Um, but I will sometimes make videos to myself in the future. I'll record myself. So that way I can watch older. Wow. And, uh, I, 
I remember this one point I I've been traveling the world. I've traveled to over like 40 countries and I was traveling the world. And at this time I was in Thailand and I made this video. I was so happy and such in bliss. And I said, you know, to, to myself, my future grandkids and stuff, you did it. You weren't afraid. You went for everything fully, you know? And that's my thing is like, whatever thing I'm hoping to reach, which I am reaching and I'm getting, I tried, I did it. I wasn't fearful of it. You know what I mean? That again, I don't want to have that regret. That's the biggest thing I could probably ever regret is not going for it, not trying and giving it my absolute very best because that means more to me than whatever that goal could have been. Okay. Because maybe you think a goal is for you. Maybe you think like this is the thing I'm supposed to get. And it's like, what if it's bigger than that? What if something is something completely different? You know, sometimes I've set goals and it's like, I thought that's what I was supposed to have. And it didn't happen, but something even bigger came after that. And I was like, oh, dang. I didn't even know. I was like, I limited myself to this goal. I had no <laughs> idea I could reach out. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And people, people have to realize that um, if you don't achieve that goal, that is not failure. If you've actually went after right. it, that's a journey again. And through that journey, your body and your mind are going through so many different things that are preparing you mm -hmm. for potentially something else, which could be bigger. Now, bigger doesn't mean more money. It can be bigger in your life. It could be just a bigger situation that gives you so much joy, that gives you so much, you know, feeling of accomplishment. And a lot of the times it actually there is a monetary fruit to your labor. And uh, that is a part of success because uh, throughout my career, my life and my, you know, I've never I've never tried to make money ever. All I did was try to be successful and a great byproduct of that just ended up being making money. Um, and that's also a big message. Don't always go after the money. In fact, you should never be talking about making money. You should be talking about fulfilling goals and growing and doing good things or attacking your, your, your passion, your career, your business. Don't ever think about making money. Just play lotto and never make money if you're going to do that. Just, just make up <laughs> random dreams what you do with money if you hit the lotto and have fun with that. And then go back to your sad meek world of not making money. Uh. Yeah. It's interesting with the whole money factor because, you know, I know a lot of people will listen to this and be like, well, what do you mean? I can't think about money. And it's like, yeah, look, we're realistic. We know money is a thing that we need in life to survive. But the goal definitely has to be bigger than that. Because one thing people will tell you who are successful is that even if you, if you make it about money, there's always going to be a bigger number. There's always, there's no, there's no way you're going to say, okay, one day I want to make a million dollars. Okay. What happens when you make a million dollars? It's going to be, oh, okay. Now I want to make 2 million. Okay. I have 2 million. What are you going to make? You know what I mean? So there's always a bigger number so that it, it, you're going to be at an endless drive of trying to figure out what it is and be unfulfilled because you're going to have a higher number to hit. There's always somebody richer. There's always somebody making more money, but what is the bigger impact that you can goal that you're making within that, you know, and then the money will fulfill you because again, Money, you can't like they always say you can't take it with you <laughs> the money's gone so great yes i'm not I, I like money money is wonderful for me money will help me to you know help my family do things that i want to do and have that freedom but that's ultimately what i'm seeking is freedom you see so many people with money go unhappy why oh more you people with money are miserable i know 
Yeah. I've been around plenty of people with money, and I found the more money they had, the more miserable. Uh, they, you know why? Because they thought money would be the answer. They thought money would make them happy, but they realized once they made that money, that wasn't it. That wasn't what mm -hmm. was missing from their life. They, they start to realize like, damn, I spent all this time trying to make money, making money, and they totally neglected their true happiness and their true passions. And that's sad. That's sad. And they, and they realize it later when they make all that. They're like, all right, I made this. Oh, now what? Like, damn, right. I don't feel great. Yeah. I bought a bag I wanted. I bought a car I wanted. Bought the house. Mansion. I've been there. I was in this man. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is it. And then I lived in it. I'm like, you know, this is lonely. Mm -hmm. This is a big, <laughs> this is too big. There's too many bathrooms to clean. It isn't all that. Forget the mansion idea. It looks good on TV. It's not all that, people. No. Mansions are big spaces with empty rooms. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like now, if you're a person who has a balance and you, you, you're, you're doing it for the greater cause, and now you've made money, but also you have the people that truly care for you and love with you around. Great, you're golden. You got, you got the like the golden egg. But it's not always the case where that happens. So this is the reason why it's important to have the the goal or have something deeper than money be your driving force behind everything. Um, I can't, yeah, like you said, I stress you enough how many people I know and have known who seem to have it all together. And like I said, it's, it's very lonely. It's very lonely at the top because there's always a higher number to reach than everybody's at you for all the wrong reasons. And it's going to be hard to decipher who's, who's really for you. That's very, that's a good point. And that's completely true. When you make your first hundred grand, you make your first million, it seems like you're growing financially, but your, your, your problems are growing, right? More money, more problems. Who said that? It's true. Oh, cousin, okay, this and that. Like, hey, old friend, I haven't talked to you forever. All this starts coming out. I need help with this. I need help with all that. Although you want to help everyone, you can't help everyone. No. Nope. <laughs> and the money you make is never enough. It's never enough. It doesn't matter how much money. If you make 5,000, 5 million, it becomes, because you adjust your life to that money. Yep. Come on, people, we're humans. Oh, I made a million. I'm getting this car, this house. All of a sudden, you're broke. You just spent your million. How many times right. do we see people go bankrupt, millionaires? How many? Uh -huh. More times than broke people make millions. <laughs> I've seen more millionaires get broke. So I don't know, people. It's not all about money. It's go after your passions. Uh, you know, enjoy the journey. Be happy. Make an impact. Be productive. So tell us. Nalita, I mean, you're doing a lot of things. You've done a lot of things. Tell us some of your little dream, like your dream goals that may not be achievable, um, but it's something you've always wanted to try maybe that may have been unrealistic with your, I don't know, with your resources. What are some other things you, you think mm -hmm. you could possibly be great at, but I don't know, you just weren't handed those resources to do it. Um, I don't know, it could be a fashion designer, it could be, uh, I don't know, it could be, I don't know, the, a CEO yeah. of a financial company. Like, what are some things, tell us some of your, your dreamy goals that would be nearly impossible to fulfill. Well, Evan, so I would like to say like this, I wish I could give you so much more uh, on that. The interesting fact of the matter is that 
everything I've been talking to you guys about, about fully living and taking chances and belief in yourself. I told people, I was like, I've done just about everything I sought out to do. I have fulfilled and done, but only because I became fearless and I started saying yes to life. Um, if there's anything I can think about, I mean, like a, ch a childhood dream was always to be a neurosurgeon. <laughs> it's like my parents didn't have the money. Like my parents never went to college. They didn't really have the money to send me to college. I, I started putting myself through school until my dad almost died. So I didn't finish college. Um, and that's something I really, really uh, would have wanted to fulfill. Um, and then if anything, it's just like to have my parents not have to worry about a thing, like whatever they want, I want to be able to give for them. But my goals and dreams are just different from other people in life. It's just like, I'd be happy if I'm on a private, like a, a I didn't even need to be private in a hut on an island with some water near me and my family. That's that, That's like the, the dream world for me. Very, very simple. I don't need much in this life to be happy. But what I will say is that everything, when it comes to designing, I went to design, I actually opened up my own athletic clothing line years ago. So I've done that. I've been the CEO of my own company. I have a new company that I just started. So- um, Wait, you have a new company? Yeah, so my new company is based upon the um, the website for the online nutrition training, online martial arts training, things like that, because I was like, how can I reach more people? It's cool teaching people, but I, I want to be able to impact more lives in the easiest way for that internet nowadays. And I was like, all right, well, let's do some online courses. That way you can reach more people. What's the website where they can, where they can get your... Um... Yes, it'll be up soon. It's NelitaV.com. So my name, NelitaV.com. And it should be up in the next three weeks. We're just finishing all the videos for it. Um, but I just like end goal just to, be, to have a family one day and be able to travel the world, continue to travel the world doing what I love. But Evan, like I can honestly say most everything I had a goal of doing in life, I've done. I'm done and I'm, and I'm happy. I um, I don't know if you ever watched the movie called Yes Man with Jim Carrey. Yeah. Okay. So funny movie, but it's great. Um, so I remember when I, when I left the States, I, I was so scared. I was at, like, I had the opportunity to say, okay, you want to move to Dubai? And I was like, Ooh, I don't know. Everyone told me I was crazy. They're like, you're crazy. You have your own business. How would you leave behind everything? You know, your family, your friends, you're leaving LA. This is ridiculous. And I had one person come to me and she said, you know what? She said, you're not married. You don't have any kids go. The worst that can happen is that you don't like it. You can come back. She's like, La Brea is still going to be La Brea. Crenshaw is still going to be Crenshaw. You can always come back. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, said, go see the world, go travel, absorb, learn, and come back and tell us for a lot of us who can't go. And that was some of the best advice that someone gave to me. And when I went overseas, I said, okay, I'm not going to lose who I am as a person. Like I'm always going to keep my morals and my values to myself, but I want to really start living because I feel like too many of us, including myself, kind of go through that robotic motion where we're alive. We go to work, we say hello to our friends and family, but are you, do you really feel alive? Like, do you feel like you're living life, you know? Um, and I didn't feel like I was at the time. So I said, I want to start saying yes to life. So if people start offering for me to go do things, go with them different places, I want to say yes. As long as it doesn't kill me or, you know, something dangerous to me, I'm going to say yes. And Evan, when I, when I tell you that by doing that, I lived the most I ever had within one year that I had in wow. my entire life. 
it was like people were like do you want to come to this country and go travel here sure why not uh do you want to try this new food uh, i didn't like it growing up but sure why not i just started saying yes 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 and i've met so many incredible people around the world seen a lot of things learned a lot and that's all by just saying yes to life wow that's amazing that's great and you're still here to talk about it so you survived <laughs> some of those I riskier did. yeses I think one of the craziest things I said yes to was skydiving with Hoist Gracie. Just random. The Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu fighter, Hoist Gracie. Oh, Gracie! Wow, I didn't, I didn't hear you say Gracie. Wow, you. How did you? Wow. How did you? How did you manage to skydive with Gracie? Yeah. So I'm, that, I'm really tired. That's the only more. safe place, by the way, to fight him. It's probably in the air, falling like that. Right, exactly. That's, yeah, wow. it was that's pretty interesting. Experience. Where was that? This was last year in Dubai. Last year in Dubai. He, and I thought uh, he's not in he Brazil? Helped. No, he, he, he's in the States. He lives in the States. Really? Yeah, so okay. I was like, I won't disclose where, but he lives in the States. <laughs> but he, he travels for seminars worldwide. Wow. And so... Um, my friend is good friends with him, and we all were out to, to lunch and preparing for a seminar. And, and like, I guess he was supposed to go skydiving with the guys, but everyone else chickened out. So he turned to me and he was like, "Do you want to go skydiving tomorrow?" <laughs> I said, "Yes." I was just like, "Yeah, sure." And literally, he was like, "All right, be ready at this time tomorrow." So I was like, "Okay," prepared myself, and you know, I go about my day. People are like, "Hey, what's going on?" I was like, "Oh, nothing. I'm going skydiving tomorrow." And they're like are you okay? Are you, are you nervous? I said, no, I'm not nervous. I'm not excited. I feel nothing. I felt very neutral about the whole situation. You know, I've been told my whole life never go skydiving, but I just, I just felt like it was another day. Got up the next morning, showed up to the skydiving place. He's like, you ready to go? I was like, yep, let's go. And again, other people were supposed to go with us. They all chickened out. Wow. It was just, it was just the two of us. So he gets into his full gi. He's in a full gi. <laughs> no way. Yes, you can actually see it on our Instagrams and online. He gets in a full gi and we go skydiving over the palm in Dubai. And it was the most amazing experience of my life. Wow, that is very cool. The scariest part, mm -hmm. when I went skydiving, because I said I just had to do it, the scariest part was the airplane itself. Because they don't take, really? you, know, I'm, you know, I'm used to, I mean, everyone's used to going into a big airplane where you don't really feel like yeah. you're flying, right? But when you go into a little airplane, you feel every mm -hmm. rickety part every of the bone, air. Every. You're like, meh, yep. meh. it sounded like it was running out of gas half the time. It was like, poop, poop. I'm like, what is that? He's like, no, we're just coasting. I'm coasting. I'm like, give that some right. gas. I'm like, I feel like we're not moving. He's like, no, we're just gliding here. I'm like, all right, put some more gas anyway. So anyway, that's, that nah. was the scariest part of skydiving is the, is the little tiny plane getting up. You know, uh -huh. that was scary. But skydiving, you got to do once. That's enough. At least once, but you know, crazy enough, I actually loved it because for me, I was like, I got up in the plane. I didn't feel nervous. I know it was it was more ready, but they, you know, they flew with the door open the entire time. So I'm hanging out the side of the airplane, looking outside as we go up, and I'm like, cool, whatever, because now I've become this fearless person. And then <laughs> the first professor, he goes, he like flips backwards outside of the plane, starts doing flips and stuff, and they're like, you're ready to go. I'm like, why not? So we 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 jump out, and I remember like you had that initial jump, but it was. The most peaceful thing is when you open the chute and you're just gliding over the yeah. earth. Like, I was like, um, so how many times till I can do this by myself? <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what I, they're like, well, you know, you can take a course, but yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, skydiving is, it's actually not nearly as scary as people would imagine. 
it's more scary to, to go to like, you know, the amusement park and go on one of those rides that take you backwards and through loops. That's yeah. way more scary than jumping out of an airplane, believe it or not. Exactly. But it is, it is actually tranquil when you, when you, you're, you're floating. Uh, even when yeah. I was floating through the air, it, you're not really, it doesn't feel like you're dropping that fast. You're kind of, the air, air's keeping you up generally. You're floating, yeah. Literally yeah, you like floating, so it's not like you're falling. Uh, so, it's 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 really cool. You you know everyone's got to try it at least once. Um, but that that's yeah. that's a great story. Um, floating with Gracie with his gear. I mean, I can see that thing like expanding, and he looks like some you know. That's great. You're looking like you're really gonna put that on. He's like yes, of course. He's, he's like like when you see him, he's a very serious looking individual. He's a prankster, but very serious looking individual. Wow, that's great. Um, wow, you have you uh, you sound like you're living. I mean, and that's key, and that's the key to success is is living is is just taking risks that don't kill you, obviously. Right. And that that you know you have you're definitely living, and that's uh, something that most people don't do is they just don't go after it. They don't go, they don't do enough things. They don't say yes to things. They don't take risks. Um, and, uh, that's, you know, that's important. That's, you know, living life and and being passionate and, and having experiences, it it makes you the person you are and it prepares you for other things. And, um, I really love that you're doing so many things and I know that you're already have achieved uh, so many things based on what you've told us and what I've been seeing through your stories. And, and I know there's still a lot more, um, that you're going to be doing because you, you have such a thirst, uh, for mm-hmm. so much. So I'm, I'm looking forward to your, to the next chapters and I want to keep talking to you. I want to keep reaching out cause I know you're going to have more for us cause you got, <laughs> you are. I'm always reaching for more. Just trying to live and fulfill life. That's the biggest thing is that people ask me, what's my advice? I don't drink. I don't smoke. My advice is that I love life. When I say I love it, I love being alive every single day. And whatever new adventure opportunity takes me on, I, I, I just like to share that. Yeah, and we're going to talk to you later. Or maybe off this call. We're not going <laughs> to let everybody in because we're trying to get into some new fashion lines that are oriented more in the you know, in, in fitness and also, you know, it's gotta be fun and it's gotta be fashionable. And I think you exude that. So yes, we might have to talk to you offline people offline, Okay, but um, yes. we, we appreciate you Nalita and you know, your stories, your positive positivity, you know, your aspirations and, Everything, you know, you represent as a woman and as a woman of color. I mean, to me, you're doing so yeah. much. You're breaking barriers and um, you, you're you're definitely an inspiration for men and women alike. So we appreciate you and, and coming here and telling us some of your stories. And um, we want to hear more. We want to hear more later on. And we're going to keep oh. tapping you and we're going to say we need to speak to Lito there. Man. Come on, let's go tip of the iceberg i have so many stories i've lived a very full life in my short amount of years and it's like i got stories for days man <laughs> it seems like damn oh one one thing though uh, not to to keep you on too long but tell us a little bit now about dubai just a little bit because 
do, anywhere you go is where you make it, right? You can go anywhere. Yep. If you're a person that's just full, you have so much to offer this this world and inside of you, you can make anywhere interesting and exciting. And I feel like so right. many people put Dubai on their list of things and places to go. But give us in a just in a summary of really, is Dubai really all that? Do people really need to spend so much money to get there and and experience Dubai? Or is it really just an, a, a, a glamorous desert that is man-made? <laughs> Tell us the truth so, no, about I'm Dubai. Very honest, very honest about it. I absolutely, I love Dubai. And it, it was a place that I called home for so long. Um, it, it's amazing. But to sum it up, if you're an American going or even a Western going, think about it as the Air Las Vegas slash LA. It's very Westernized. So surprisingly enough, you know, everyone, there, it's very opulent. Um, there's riches all around you, but there's also reality things. So just as much as there's riches, there's people who live middle class and there's people who don't live the very best out there. Um, saying that if you, the, the ticket's probably going to be the most expensive thing that you have to spend when you're out there. Um, and then of course, hotel stay, but it's a fun place to go. If you like going to Vegas, you'll like Dubai. It's like the How most long did it take to get there? 12 okay, hours? So that, that's the thing, Evan. That's the thing is that, okay. If you're on the West coast, it's a 16 hour trip. If you're on the East coast, it's around 14 hours. Okay. I'm waiting until yeah. they have a jet stream whatever portal Man, I, that's what i'm going I, I don't know it was a lap of luxury on emirates and it's an amazing flight to take but you know you get used to it and it's like you know the good thing is that once you're over in dubai you can pop around to different countries and stuff like that i definitely i would highly suggest going to go visit it. if you've never been to the middle east before dubai is one of those places which is a good transition for you to go and see you know you get to go see the burj khalifa the burj al arab um desert safaris the way that's supposed to be done properly and then just the culture of people are so nice and sweet uh the last thing i will add to this is that i love living over there because it's so secure like i have a problem now because in, in dubai i can go like my cell phone my wallet i can go sit it down on a counter in a restaurant or something walk away two hours later it'll still be there nobody wow. will touch it we can like wow. my friends would have their nice luxury cars car turned on key inside door open leave that sucker outside and nobody will touch it let wow. that happen in america but never <laughs> i was like so now that i'm back i'm always like let me make sure i have this let me make sure i have this i have to check myself so in the state of security and things like that, I love the Middle East. It's something that I think everyone should experience at least once. Um, but you know, to sum it up, it's the Arab Las Vegas. Gotcha. Well, thank you for that insight. I'm still not going until they make the airline like a four hour quick. Right. I was like, you got to be prepared for that for you on the East Coast, 14 hour trip. Ooh. That's a half a Ooh. day. That's more than half a day. Ooh. Wow. Well, again, uh, Nalita, thank you so much for coming through to mind your biz. We got all up in her biz and it was, it was some great <laughs> so. stories and great inspiration. So thank you. And I hope we can reach out to you again to hear uh, the next chapter. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, have a good uh, chapter. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you, Devin. All Bye. right. Take care, Nalita.